Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. You're listening to The Derek Izzy Show. Welcome back for another month of this great podcast. And before we get started, let me tell you about a discount. We recently opened our... Derek Izzy swag store. You can check it out on DerekIzzy.com. But if you use the discount code Izzy10, you can get 10% off your order. That's I-Z-Z-I-1-0. Izzy10 will get you 10% off your order. Just go to DerekIzzy.com, click on the swag store link, or you can click directly on the swag store link from the show notes, and you can purchase your Derek Izzy Show swag items with a 10% discount. That discount is given as a thank you. Just to thank all the wonderful listeners who have supported the show over the years, now you can have some real souvenirs of the show. And now, the topic of today's podcast. Born on July 31st, 1837, in a town called Canal Dover in Ohio. The topic of today's podcast was the oldest in a family of 12 children. His father was a coppersmith, but that was not the destination of the topic of our podcast. The topic of our podcast decided to become a school teacher. Teaching school gave him experience in front of an audience and kind of developed a behavior which would make him a leader. He didn't spend a long time as a school teacher, but as a school teacher, he was able to direct his class, and his students would follow him and obey whatever his commands were. His tenure as a teacher would last about a year, and then he would decide to leave town and head west. During his venture out west, he lived in several different states. He lived in Utah, he lived in Kansas, and he would just basically work Different jobs. In Kansas, he became a teacher again. He lived in Illinois, Indiana. When he traveled over to Utah, he became a teamster. He started gambling and enjoyed the life as a professional gambler, but you can imagine the kind of trouble that that would lead to. And it turns out, this life of gambling would lead him to be indicted for robbery and murder. As someone who did not want to face the charges he was being indicted with, he fled to the state of Missouri. It was in Missouri in 1860 that the topic of our podcast would join the Confederate Army. As a soldier in the Confederate Army, the topic of our podcast was ruthless. One of the little oddities about his personal life in Missouri was that that's where he met one of the women who was involved in his life. During the Civil War, he would meet 13-year-old Sarah King in Blue Springs, Missouri. They never actually married, but 
She was kind of known as his significant other for a period of time. Mind you, back when she was 13, he would have been 23, which we would kind of see today as a significant age difference, but back in the society back then, that wasn't really that unusual. As a soldier in the Civil War, the topic of our podcast was reprimanded several times for disobeying orders. He was brutal and the commanding officers above him could not control him. He managed to receive a commission as a colonel in the Confederate Army. He would form his own band of men and strike out on their own. He would call his band of men the Raiders. The general moniker of the Raiders was to move into a town, loot the town, kill all the inhabitants, and burn it to the ground. This is what the soldiers would be known for. They weren't just fighting the Union soldiers, they were fighting everyone who supported the Union and every town they visited. While his band of men would start small, by the year 1862, he would have more than 100 men in his command. This group of men would include Frank and Jesse James, the Younger Brothers, even Bloody Bill Anderson. He basically led his men on missions of revenge for money. While they were Confederate soldiers, most of them, their purpose really wasn't to win the war for the Confederacy. It was more about money and revenge. He felt that people that supported the Union had done him wrong, and he vowed to get revenge on all of them. One of these acts of revenge happened on August 11th in 1862 in Independence, Missouri. At dawn, they drove to a town where the Union Army was stationed, and they just went through capturing and killing them. Later in 1862, they had reached almost 150 men. On September 6th, they would raid Olathe, Kansas, where I used to live. This would lead them to more money, and the capture of a military outpost. They continued on to Shawnee, Kansas. And then in August 21st, 1863, they would commit a raid on a town that would make them infamous. The raid would happen in Lawrence, Kansas. There had been a raid led by a Union general where some civilians ended up being killed. One of those civilians was the sister of Bloody Bill Anderson. This would not sit well with the topic of our podcast, and it would spark a rage and a retaliation that would lead to the murdering of an entire town. By this time, the group of raiders had grown to around 400. They would approach a well-known center against the slavery movement in the town of Lawrence, Kansas. On August 21st, the raiders invaded. They killed every man that they saw, and then they started looting and burning all of the houses. Burned and mangled corpses were all over the town of Lawrence, out in the streets. The death toll was around 150. This was one of the most brutal slaughters of the Civil War, for they did not spare women and children. They killed them as well. As the deaths occurred and the buildings were set on fire, 
the town of Lawrence was basically slaughtered and burnt to the ground. And while this may have been their most brutal raid, it would also be one of their last raids. As the crazy leader became more demanding over this band of men who did not want to be controlled, the raiders started to split up into smaller groups, and they went different ways with different purposes. The topic of our podcast, well, his name would kind of live in infamy. Fear would spread throughout the Midwest. They would continue some smaller raids through 1863 in a couple different states. And this behavior would attract the attention of the Confederate generals. For even the Confederate army would not put up with the guerrilla tactics and the brutality of the topic of our podcast and his raiders. The topic of our podcast decided to make a trip into Texas in 1864, thinking that he had done good and the Confederacy would be proud of what he had accomplished, the kills that his men had made. And he also thought maybe he'd be rewarded for all of the kills of the Union supporters, but that was not the case. His band of men had shrunk, and he was not awarded anything for the kills that his men had accomplished. He went back to his men, and the small group that was left, he decided to travel to Kentucky with them. In August of 1864, they were attacked by federal troops. It was in this battle that Jesse James would actually be wounded and go off on his own. And in the spring of 1865, the topic of our podcast would conduct several raids in western Kentucky, and his team would be ambushed. During this ambush, he would be shot in the back, being unable to escape with a skittish horse. This wound to the back would paralyze him from the chest down. After being paralyzed, he would be brought by a wagon to Louisville, Kentucky, and taken to a military prison hospital. And then on June 6, 1865, the topic of our podcast would die at age 27. His remains were initially buried in St. Mary's Cemetery in Louisville, where his gravesite was visited by one of his friends and his mother. They had to raise the body back up so it could be identified. After the identification, they shipped the remains to Ohio for a family burial. Some of the small bones and skeletal dust was left behind during this transport. And while his body was being transported, his skull was stolen. And allegedly, some of the other bones were stolen in the hopes to sell them. The skull and these other bones seemed to have made it across different parts of the country, and they would eventually all be united by the Dover Historical Society. Years later, in 1907, there was a claim that the topic of our podcast did not die, that he survived the battle and escaped. The person claiming to be the topic of our podcast called himself John Sharp, and he knew details about the raids in Kansas and other states that were evidence that he was there. He claimed that he survived the battle in Kentucky and that he had been stabbed by a bayonet and received a bullet wound. 
and when he escaped, he went to South America, only to head to Canada in the 1890s. And when this information hit the press, John Sharp would be found severely beaten and die several hours later before he could identify who his attackers were. The murder would go unsolved, and so would the proof of survival of the topic of our podcast. Because if he did survive, and he was John Sharp, then he died. Another legend says that he escaped and fled to Arkansas, and then eventually died in 1917 under another assumed name, L.J. Crocker. But these are common common stories of the day. Legends of the Wild West often had made-up stories surrounding their accomplishments and their deaths, or their escape from death. To this day, there are a lot of things that are unclear. Was he actually a high-ranked official in the Confederacy, or did he just claim to be so that he could lead a pack of men? I don't actually know. More than likely, he was wounded and died as a result of the wound during the battle that happened in Kentucky. Hollywood legend would like you to believe that he did survive and escaped his captors, but reality tells us that probably didn't happen. And since then, there have been many appearances of his name in films. In the 1940 movie Dark Command, John Wayne actually plays the topic of our podcast. In the 1946 movie Renegade Girl, Ray Corrigan plays him. And he has different appearances in movies throughout the last 70, 80 years. Sometimes his name will be referenced in a crime drama. The topic of our podcast was a main character in the book Wildwood Boys, which came out in the year 2000. That was a novel about Bloody Bill Anderson. In the, sh- in the TV show from 1959, The Rough Riders, there was an episode called The Plot to Assassinate President Johnson. And during that episode, they talk about the topic of our podcast and suggest that he was involved in an actual plot to assassinate President Andrew Johnson. Any fans of the TV show Psych? There was an episode called Weekend Warrior that included the topic of our podcast during a Civil War reenactment. And finally, in Steven Spielberg's Into the West, it was a miniseries from 2005, they depicted the topic of our podcast because of his massacre in Lawrence, Kansas. The crazy guerrilla soldier who had no mercy for any of his victims, taking out his vengeance on anyone who disagreed with him. The topic of our podcast is none other than William Quantrill, because now you know the rest of the story. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please write a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Write a review. Those go a long way for us. And make sure you take advantage of the discount. Use Izzy10, I-Z-Z-I-1-0. Get your 10% discount off of the Derek Izzy Show swag store. Bumper stickers are pretty cool. You can get yourself a bumper sticker. 
You can get t-shirts. You can get underwear. I think we have flip-flops on there. You can get a mouse pad. You can get stickers. All with the Derek Izzy Show taglines, logos. Get your merchandise today. Use promo code IZZY10 to take 10% off. Just use the link that's in the show notes or on DerekIzzy.com. And until next month, good day.